Buenas and Hafaday, and welcome to our Hafaday Zoo podcast. My name is Glenn Lujan. And I'm Joshua San Augustine. And so today, um, we're going to be running a series in our podcast, and we'll be talking about uh, a lot of the issues and things, um, pretty much all things that are LGBTQ, and basically shed light on them. And, you know, we, we um, come from two different sides of our community. Um, and we're going to be talking about that and our houses and who, we, who we've called our chosen family. And that's what it's basically going to be about. We're going to explain today, like, the meaning of a house. Yes. So you want to go ahead and start first, Josh? What they say, you know. <laughs> age before beauty. Yes, age before beauty. <laughs> okay, so, well, I come from... Um, what we call, um, well, a house, by definition, is basically um, people that you are close to, you know, they, they support you, there's no, um, no judgment. And um, when I came out in my community, um, I was introduced to some close friends, and I really felt accepted and loved, and I could turn to them for advice and anything. So over the years we would joke around and hang out and one of our our, our late friends that, who had passed on um his name is uh vince santos he's known as um vince negra or negra who's who we called he loved the movie um sister act and how you know the the, the characters there are well how whoopi goldberg uh loved to sing at that uh the moon the moonlight lounge so how our house name came to be was when um we were trying to get everyone together and just you know we're always getting together and doing functions so you know i turned to social media at the time and that's when facebook just started and you know we we would call our you know i would say and that famous line on and everyone knows that on my facebook page you know the bricker bricker one nine calling all sisters of the moonlight lounge so that's how that uh our name or our our house came to be but then <laughs> Later on, one of our friends, um, you know, Jody Ann Santos said, you know, I think we need to change that up. We need to take out the word lounge because, you know, it, it, it kind of makes us sound cheap. So, <laughs> so we're like, okay. So, you know, knowing that, um, knowing that and how, the, how powerful social media is, I, I went on, on there and on my page and said, you know, attention, um, we're making an amendment to our name. We're no longer uh, known as the Sisters of the Moonlight Lounge, <laughs> as per the uh, 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 order of Jody Ann Santos, and we, we called ourselves the Sisters of the Moonlight. For tax purposes, too. Right? For, ta for tax purposes, too. But, um, you know, since then, um, social media has really gotten people to know who we are. You know, we, have, we share a lot of our pictures together when we go on gatherings. Um, you know, we're, we're a close-knit uh, group of people. Um, you know, they, they comprise of many, many different ages in, in, and in the LGBTQ plus community. And, um, you know, we were a bigger group, uh, in the early, um, two thousands, but sadly we've lost some, some, some of our, our sisters of the moonlight, they've passed on. So we're always recruiting new members, <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we're still strong. Uh, we come from a large group and, you know, we, we've pretty much, um, take care of each other support each other just just like how any family uh would would be and uh, and of course like any families we're not perfect we have drama 
Um, we have arguments, we have fights, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, we, the main point is that we're always coming together and supporting each other and, you know, above all loving, loving each other and treating each other with the uh, respect and equality. Um, but yeah, um, we even have our own chat group, WhatsApp group, and you know, anything that happens, we're like, you know, you, we share it with each other. Um, we share a lot of our trials and tribulations, most especially when we're going through lots of issues, you know, that, that we face with, like, take, you know, a lot of our, our sisters of the moonlight are older and, you know, just they're, they're taking care of themselves or they're caregivers to their family members. So, you know, we're a very big, um, proponent of family and, you know, just helping each other out no matter what the, the challenges, uh, happen. So that's our chosen family. So that's who we choose. You know, we, we have our biological family that we make up with our parents, our siblings, but, you know, having the sisters of the moonlight and our chosen family, you know, we, we, I feel, I felt so accepted and loved and I really appreciate, uh, all of them. And, you know, I, I have to give props to, um, Edward Roberto. He's known as bubbles in the group. He's like our house, house, mother, father figure kind of thing. Um, Charlene Cruz, um, Jody Ann Santos. We also have Lana Iglesias. We also have, um, again, our, my, our late friend, Vince, Vince Negra Santos. Uh, so there, there, those were these individuals who I'm naming, I, I truly respect and, and love them so much because when I came out, they, they really, they took me in and they accepted me and have guided me along the way, you know, um, in our community. Interesting when you say that too. You know? And I know Josh, you come from a, another house. Well, our house, the House of Diosa, also affiliated with the Untouchables because the Untouchables are a part of the House of Diosa. Um, like Glenn said too, like it's, it's basically my chosen family. You know, I remember growing up, I never really had a lot of gay friends or a lot of people that I could relate to. And it wasn't until maybe I was around 16 or 17, like I remember a bunch of our neighbors moved in and they had two people in their family that identified as um, gay. And, that, and they were more exposed to it. And that, I think that was the first time in my life where I was really exposed to like what this lifestyle was all about. So years go by, me, we meet up with, everybody knows her as Auntie Chai, but we know her as Mimi, uh, my sister Kelly, myself, Rina Ma'anyao, and our other friend, we call her Rishanti at the time. Uh, we all started hanging out and we would just go to our friend Mimi's house. We would just, you know, the normal Guam thing, kick back, have fun, whatever. And then, I don't know, little by little, the group just started to expand and evolve. And then the idea of the untouchables came about when we started to do like little dance routines and stuff like that. We used to perform at like people's parties and stuff like that. And then I don't know, it, it kind of just turned into something even bigger. Like Kelly, Kelly really had a vision and the majority of us wanted to help her execute that vision, you know, and she really wanted to change the persona of how people, how people viewed trans people in our community. Cause what was it you were saying about it before it was always viewed as um 
There was always that negative stigma of um, folk or, you know, individuals in the trans community either, you know, as doing sex work or they're, you know, druggies. And, you know, coming from the, you know, the Sisters of the Moonlight, we actually have seen, um, you know, Josh's house, the house of Diosa, grow and evolve. And they've really changed um, the, 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 the way, the image of, of how trans people are perceived. And, you know, like, like Josh said, many of them um, started out as doing like shows part time. I even remember in one of our um, uh, friend's wedding. Our, my my good friend Sheila, when she got married, they 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 performed, and they were they were actually involved in Sheila's wedding entourage. Yeah. So that was a big shocker for everyone because, you know, even even going into church, they were all like, "Whoa, you know, this is a very unique wedding because it was a di diverse group of straight, gay, and trans people." So, you know, the 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 Untouchables, you know, did evolve, and you know, I mean. Wow, it, I'm just amazed at how how you guys have grown. So, well, a lot of a lot of it too comes from the support of, you know, like we wouldn't be doing, or I should say, they wouldn't be doing what um they're still doing if it wasn't for that. You know, um, that's why I I remember Kelly saying something, you know, and it really stuck with me like throughout all the years of my life. Like you know, the thing that she said, and you know, she wasn't really saying it toward me it was kind of directed at everybody, you know, and um, she was saying, um, always give the same amount of respect that you want in return. Right. Right. And that's something that I've lived by like for a long time now, you know, and that's why people normally see me as this person, but you know, I'm just like, I can't take the credit for all of that because I was taught by many people, many intelligent people, people that have lived, live through this life you know and i had to see it through their eyes to understand where they were coming from and this is where we're we're here today you know like like i said um a lot of us our friends in the sisters of the moonlight have seen the house of diosa um kelly wilma rena really grow and develop and evolved and you know they're they're productive uh, members in the community they're working you know um, just like us with the Sisters of the Moonlight, we're all, you know, just regular individuals working. You know, we, we work in different areas, different professions. Um, we all come from different walks of life. So, you know, having having that and our chosen family, um, it's it's been uh, it's been interesting. And and lately we've actually been coming together and, you know, having gatherings together, um, you know, doing events and projects together. So it's, it's a nice collaboration. Um, Josh was even teased because he's like, hey, you know, you're, are you a House of Diosa now or you're a Sister of the Moonlight? But it's kind of like, you know, he's kind of like a, the bridge between our, our house and, and theirs. But I think what they said was, uh, oh, you're, you're, um, you're already at the age bracket where you can apply. <laughs> yeah. So we, we, the Sisters of the Moonlight were kind of like teased as the, uh, well, it's comprised of like the old, you know, the older generation of trans and, and gay people, but um, gay individuals, but you know, that's, that's, that's the joke of our, both of our houses. So, and I guess what a lot of people don't understand, especially about the Sisters of the Moonlight is there are a lot of individuals in this house that have actually paved the way for us, for our house. You know, we always, we always remember that, you know, like if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be able to be doing what we're doing today. And, and, 
you know, we, I was I was told that too, even by some of the other members of the House of Diosa. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really, me? Yeah. Uh, how can that, you know, how can we, you know, but you I... Know, you, I, I guess during you guys' time, it was a lot harder being, yeah. you know, identifying as gay or trans mm-hmm. or anything under that, that umbrella. Mm-hmm. And I guess through everything that you guys have been through, you guys have actually changed the perception, I guess, of how people see us and everything i mean it's it made it easier for us because i remember that like i remember growing up i didn't necessarily have a hard time with people you know reacting to me the way i am i I mean i've always hit it for a long time but then when i finally realized like why why should other people's opinion matter about me i should my opinion about myself should matter the most and and you know we we for today you know we we call it our house because you know again it, it is our chosen family but I've also seen like when we go out, we see, I see different subgroups, you know, coming out, um, you know, or we see them in the community, you have your different, and you know, those uh, people who you feel close to and trust and love and they accept you, that's your chosen family. And there's nothing wrong with, you don't even have, you don't even have to name yourself like house of this or house of that, but um, as long as you have that core group by your side. Right, the idea. um, the idea of a house is there. Yeah, the, the 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 whole scheme of things and or the idea of the house is there. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. What else, Josh? So yeah, I mean, we can we can elaborate on what we hope to get out of this podcast too. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much what this episode one is. It's pretty much the introduction to what we're trying to do with this. And again, you know, um, introducing ourselves, who we are, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that many of you guys know the Sisters of the Moonlight and the House of Diosa already by, by social media, my page as well. Everyone who I know, they're like, how do we get into it? We're like, oh, just come and join us. There's no... <laughs> We have a lot of uh, friends, family, straight allies. Right. We, and we were just kidding about the application. There's yeah. no application. <laughs> we usually, you, we usually uh, tease and, oh, well, you know, you have to go through a tribunal. There's a, you have to fill out the application in triplicate. The only <laughs> application you're going to need is the application of makeup foundation to your face. Yeah. Or the application of the... As long as your, <laughs> your face matches your neck, you're, you're okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, again, you know, in the spirit of of unity and family i mean that's that's why i love our sisters of the moonlight um there are days when we want to just go at it and you know we have our frustrations and like i said with any family there's drama but we always iron out our problems and differences and kind of work it through and you know if, if it doesn't work then sometimes we just let we've had people come and go and but they're still part of our house no matter what you know um but you know we 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 we're, we're patient and understanding and same with us eventually they lose their way but they find their way back and and that's that's always a blessing mm-hmm. yeah well i'm guessing that's what it is i mean i guess too that's how you identify who's really there yeah. you know like if you're able to put your differences aside for the bigger and better picture then Correct. you know yeah that's and something that's something worth noting and taking yeah taking into account yeah yeah And this too, right here. Which one? What were you gonna say? Hmm? Individuals who identify? Well, that too. I mean, 
that's the other thing I guess we're gonna try and bring forward because there's a lot of misunderstanding about who we are as people, you know, and um, like Glenn said earlier, we could be everyday people. I mean, if you guys don't know, Glenn is a teacher, you know, and that's like a perfect example. Like, I know a lot of nurses. I know people that are in that are <clears throat> serving our country. Mm-hmm um police officers firefighters people who are paramedics you know that all identify as something under the umbrella and it's really it's really interesting if you really look at it i mean a lot of people i remember growing up when you know for me anyway it was it was gay people couldn't do certain things right you know what i mean we're we're only limited to to what our our gender could do or you know boys couldn't play with makeup or dolls and girls you know couldn't do this but now you know it's it's changed so much over the years and you know as we continue on with this podcast we want to bring you know bring light to that and basically you know change those perceptions of what uh people see in, in our lgbtq plus community um so we hope, you know, as as we continue with these uh, with this series, we will have more um, guests come in and share their stories. Uh, we've got some, you know, interesting things lined up, and so you know, like I said, we've we've got a we're blessed with our our family, our our house, our chosen family, and um, you know, we're always learning and evolving from each other you know josh has a lot of great ideas too and insight you know i we i do the same you know so i was gonna say don't give me all the credit <laughs> no it's 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 a it's a combined effort and even like when we get together with kelly and wilma you know so it's always fun times mm-hmm. reading each other back and forth yeah reading that's another uh thing we'll get our we'll get into that and explain well yeah maybe we'll get into that later <laughs> maybe we will yeah so again um your house your your chosen family is is who you are comfortable with and they they love and accept who you are no judgment like do you even have a story for that or oh let's see coming out but what would you define as coming out to like is it coming out to your parents to your family i think um when you decide to to make that decision to come out it's a big emotional thing and in my experience um at the time i was struggling you know identifying myself and you know i who you know being attracted um i tried dating but I knew something, you know, something was not, I mean, there was an attraction for, for a female, but it didn't, I knew something was wrong. (laughs) 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 So, um, I just kind (laughs) of suppressed that. I'm like, okay, no, wait, I, maybe I'm just preoccupied with other stuff. I mean, but you know, that's natural, right. To think, but, um, coming out, I struggled with that because I was scared. I was, I was nervous. What are people going to think of me? Um, you know, I, what will my family think? Am I shaming them? Yeah. I mean, that's so, something that a lot of people are afraid of. Afraid of and that's, these are, I think that's a common thing. Cause yeah. I, I went through that too. 
And in my experience, when I came out to my, my mother, um, I was really nervous. I just decided, okay, I'm going to do it. And I just, I just wanted to get it off, off of my chest, you know, because it, it just felt, you know, it was stressing me out. You know, it's like I couldn't function. I'm like, okay, you know, how, how do I do this? So one day, you know, mom was sitting in the bedroom and we were watching TV and, you know, just kind of looking at her. I'm nervous, right? I'm rubbing, you know, going like that. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, nothing. And then she's, we're watching, you know, she turned away and started watching TV again. And she saw me fidgeting again. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, nothing, nothing. And then finally she goes, you know what? What, you know, what are you doing? And I'm like, okay, mom, I need to tell you something. And she's like, what? <laughs> I go, um, the stern what, right? Yeah, the stern what. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know how to say this, mom, but um, um, I don't like girls. And she goes, okay, so do you want to be a priest? And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it goes, well, if you don't like girls, then what, what are you going to do? You're, you're, going to, you're going to UOG right now. Do you want to join the priesthood? And I go, no, 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 mom. It's not like that at all. Seriously. And she's like, what? What is it? I go, mom, I'm gay. And then there was just this silence. There was this awkward pause. And my mom just turned and looked at me. Oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. I'm going to. And she just said, boy, I love you for who you are. I'm not going to change. My love for you is not going to change. And if that's how you feel, then I, I accept, I accept, I accept you. And then I just looked at her, right? And I go, really <laughs> she goes yeah and then she goes is that what you're going to tell me and i'm like yeah and then she, then she said you know she's like whoo and i go why why did you why, why did you say that why did you react to that mom and she goes well boy you're always going out every night i thought you're doing drugs or something i'm like no i'm going out to the bar <laughs> she's like what <laughs> but just at that moment that 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 moment where my mom just looked at me. We had, we made good eye contact and, and she, she said those words, you know, I, I, I love you for who you are and I accept you. There's nothing that that's going to ever change that, that weight was just lifted from my shoulders. It was kind of like all the validation you needed, yeah. right? And that's, that's all I needed was from my mom. And then, you know, eventually I, I told my sister and my, my nephew, my oldest nephew at the time, when I finally had the talk with him and he was only maybe fourth grade fourth or fifth grade and he started crying and i'm like why are you crying my boy and he goes man uncle glenn because i, I wanted i wanted cousins <laughs> so i was like Aide. so you know and slowly I, I came out to my close friends you know who who have been there for me and you know at the end of the day i think that's that's what matters you come out to your family you know your friends you know, who are close to you, again, our, our chosen family, and everything will be okay after that. And that, that's, you know, that's what defines or how I, you know, my coming out experience was. I, I did, granted, I did lose friends along the way because they thought I was, you know, the whole, sh the whole issues that, you know, surround the controversial issues that surround being gay or being LGBTQ+. You know, they're like, oh, Glenn, it's a sin. And you know, I said, no, you know, I'm, if you, if you accept me, you accept me. And if, if not, then, then we weren't, we weren't meant to be friends. So I've, I've lost friends along the way. Uh, but then I've had some friends have a change of heart 
And so, you know, um, again, it's my, my family and my chosen family that really have stood, be stood behind me. How about you? You know, it's sad. I don't exactly have a coming out story. Mm. Uh, I do remember, I remember Kelly and I were arguing about something and it got mm -hmm. really heated. Kelly knew because at the time, at the time I was trying to find myself. So I, I actually had a boyfriend at the time. You did? I did. And Kelly knew about it. We got into an argument and all I remember her saying was, I'm going to go and tell mom you have a boyfriend, right? <laughs> and you were what, still in your, like, your early teens at the well, time? Well, that was the thing. She said it, but she didn't actually do it yet. So oh, I was okay. like, okay, she probably's not going to do it. Right, right, right. And I remember like I had this habit, like every time my mom was cooking, we had like this big, like, right, like, it was like those old fashioned, like, um, the GI pots. Trash, no, trash bins. Okay. You know, like the, the aluminum or like the, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I used to sit on that because it was always right next to the stove because that's where we kept the rice. So I would always sit on top of that and I was always, I used to just watch her cook. I don't know. It's just something I always did. And we're sitting there, I'm minding my own business. In the corner of my eye, I see Kelly Turk coming into the kitchen. And she looks at me and I look at her and she's like, Mom, Josh has a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom's sitting there with the pot. She looks at me, she's like, Do you have a boyfriend? And I was like, Yeah. She's like, So what? And I'm like, I guess I'm gay. <laughs> wow. I mean, it was easy because, you know, Kelly, Kelly came out before I did. My mom had a brother that was also gay, so it was a little easier for me. It wasn't that hard. Like, my mom wasn't even phased by it. That's why she's like, okay, she's cool with it. <laughs> That's interesting because, I mean, even, even in my family, um, I have uh, family members who are, are also gay, but it's very that typical old Chamorro, you know about it, but you just, you keep silent about it. And that was kind of like the bad thing. Well, not a bad, but it was kind of just... Just like an awkward thing, so, you know. Something you don't talk about. Yeah, so, something that you don't talk like about. Like you know, but it's something you don't yeah, talk about. Yeah, it's like the elephant in the room kind of thing. So it was interesting because when I came out and the re when the rest of my family knew, it was kind of like, I kind of started the, the, it was on the path to more of understanding, you know, just kind of like breaking, you know, trying not to, you know, sh take away those fears and anxieties that they have knowing about that. And it got better. Did you get the questions? Or like, not questions, but like, did you get like the, there's certain uncles and aunties or relatives or close friends that are like, I knew it. Yeah. You they're did? like, yeah. Like, I knew it because you didn't like to go over your other cousins and go outside and chop tang and tang <laughs> or something. You want to stay in the house because it's hot. <laughs> well, for, I don't know. For me, I, I guess because I was younger, I was more reserved. I wouldn't really talk to people. I was kind of an introvert. So it's like when I did finally come out and then word started to get out, like I said, I never really told anybody. Um, people would just come to me like, hey, I heard that, you know, you have a boyfriend. Are you? And I'm like, yeah, I am. I think I am. I don't know. It's my first time, you know. And it's, it's always that it's such a liberating feeling, you know, you're, you're free, you know, and you're like, well, now, now you can. Well, that was the thing. Yeah. I guess after my mom kind of, you know said what she said to me and she did what she did i kind of just said i don't need i don't need any validation from anybody else you know so it's just like i'm just gonna tell everybody and if you like me you like me if you don't you don't but hey i'm gonna still keep living my life yeah. you know 
Yeah, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's what it is. But again, everyone's coming out story is different. And, you know, bringing back to our, our house and our chosen family, you know, they're the ones that, that matter and, you know, we have that support. So Yeah, and I do know that there are a lot of people too that I know of, some people even in our house, where their coming out story wasn't as nice as ours, you know? Unfortunately. It's just sad, but, you know, there there are individuals out there who their families have kicked them out, have just, you know, they don't want to have anything to do with them. Hence, that's why they, they look and turn towards, you know, um, their chosen family to, to be with them and help them. Yep. And that's and, actually, too, where the history of the word house in the gay community comes from, because that's why it's called your chosen family, because... When you really look back at it too, like, uh, what was that thing you were telling me about? Back, if you, back, actually, from when I looked, researched it, the, the term house came from back there in New York. Yeah. Well, the, it the was ballroom scene. the ballroom scene. And again, these are individuals who identify as, tr you know, LGBTQ+. They were kicked out and they joined together and, you know, they, they got together. And when they do the balls, it's it's about expressing themselves and through their art and you know that that whole sub that whole subculture was created and for those of you that haven't watched um paris is burning uh that's a that's a great example of watching how you know the community the, you know the house community or the ballroom scene the, and ballroom how the houses scene. came out come to be which is fast forward to today you know everyone's watching pose now so well, pose, pose mm -hmm. but pose is a good way to know what a house is too yeah. and where where it came from yeah when Glenn says ballroom, he means like ballroom is kind of like a competition where people get together and uh, it's a style of dancing, voguing. Voguing, yeah. And that's that's where that's where they call it. They call it a ballroom because you know you you come out dressed really and really, and, and they have categories and you dress yes. up because they would they would live that fantasy like you know walking down the runway like walking down the runway and um you know dressed up like category could be like business businessman. You know, because back then, you know, you, you couldn't, you couldn't be in, you know, in that realm because you were gay and, you know, it wasn't accepted if you were a successful businessman and you were gay versus today, it's so different now how everything has changed and It really evolved. has evolved. Yeah. It's so, so much more accepting now. Like I, I see it everywhere. Like there are younger people who, if I, when I was their age, I, I was terrified. I was mm -hmm. terrified to tell anybody. Mm -hmm. Same here, growing up in my time. And, you know, I'm in my late, my late 40s. So, yeah. When did you first know? That I was gay? Yeah. Hmm. Probably. I think in middle school already. I kind of figured something out. Because, you know, girls would like me and talk to me. But I'll just be like, hmm. But then when you see the boys, you're like, oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay, he looks like a good friend. But then like, wait a minute, something's not right here, right? You're having that battle in your mind. Like, that's not, that's wrong. That's wrong. I'd be that kid in the hallway looking be like, oh, he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, who's gay? I was like, he is. <laughs> Him is. Him's gay. <laughs> Leave it to you, right? To be the, the one to single them out. But yeah, I kind, I kind of figured something in middle school myself. Um. But then, you know, I kind of suppressed that because, you know, you, you know, then it wasn't until later on in high school, you know, I, I really just, I just felt different. You know, I knew something was different about me, but 
you know, I, I just kind of just kept, I was more quiet, quiet type. You know, I had close friends, but I didn't say anything. And I think my, the, my friends in high school who I still hang out with today, 30, 30 plus years later, they, they knew ever, ever since. And that's why I love them so much because they accepted me. And then when I came out to them, they were like, Glenn, don't worry about it, you know? So that's kind of my, my high school uh, girlfriends. Um, they're kind of like my, my other chosen family as well. So, yeah, I knew pretty much when I, in my time in middle school and high school. How about you? I think when I was old enough to know to the difference of... between male and female. That was when I first knew what I was more attracted to. But I didn't know I was attracted to them. Like, I thought, you know, like, little kids, boys play with boys, girls yeah. play with girls. And then sometimes, I don't know. Sometimes I would play with the girls and I, I would have fun and I'm just like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? And then it's like, I remember uh, I had a childhood friend and I think he knew I was gay even before I knew I was gay. Because he would always, he would always look out for me. Like if we go somewhere and we're hanging out with like all our friends yeah. and I did something that kind of made all the other kids look at me weird, he'll do it too. And I was just like, I, I was similar to that too. I did have a childhood friend in elementary all the way up to high school too. Yeah. And he would always, you know, he would, he would just, I guess, do it just so I, you know, I don't, I'm not the weird kid. Right. And I don't know. I think he knew. And then it's like, he, he moves away and I'm left to fend for myself. I'm thinking that's where that introvert in me came out. Yeah. Cause I lost, like, I guess my protector, you know, I lost that. I lost that one person, I guess that was always there. And we meet up again in middle school and then it's like, I, I, I'm trying to like recognize him or anything. And then that's when I remember him asking me, cause I think it was after gym, we had a class together and when we were walking out of the class, he bumps me and I look at him and I was like, and I was like, Hey, what's up? And he's like, I need to ask you something, but don't, don't freak out about it. Okay. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, you know, and he pulls me to the side and it's just the two of us. And he's, you know, he just asked me are you? And I'm like, am I what? And he's like, are you? And I'm like, am I what? And he's like, just say it. And he's like, are you? And then he whispers it, gay. <laughs> and I think that was the first time I was comfortable saying it to myself that I am. And I, I think, you know, even, even me, I was still very shy and quiet. I, I, you know, middle school was hard, you know, because I, I would get teased, oh, you're, you know, the, the F word, you know, um, I was bullied. And I had two protectors there, two of my friends, um, and they really, they stood up for me in an in, um, incident that happened. And, you know, sadly, if, if any of you remember going to Agatha Johnson Middle School, you know, there's the quads in the way back of the building, and it's a two-story. And these two individuals always used to tease me and, you know, you're this, you're that. And I would always, every time I'm going to English class, I have to, I try to, I try to avoid them, but I would always cross by them. So one day they just, they kept on, you know, and I go, okay, man, you guys stop. You know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to have start in trouble. They go, no, no, you're a, and they were twice my size. I was a skinny little kid back then. And they ended up, they shook me, they shook my back, took my backpack off and they were jokingly. So they picked me up and they held me over the ledge of the second floor. There was no school aides there. And I was scared for my life. I, when I was looking down, I said, I'm going to die today. I know I'm going to die today. But my two protectors, my two good friends, um, 
they came to my rescue they and they're girls um and you know thank you to my my two protectors Jeannie Datwin and Patty Ogo Cruz you know they were they 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 punched the, the two guys and then they smacked them and then they, they were able to pull me back in and I was scared but I had to you know hold that emotion all in not and not cry I went in and I sat down and I put my head down in class and you know some people saw it and I didn't I didn't say anything and they kind of like um you know they, they threatened the two guys you know if you do this to our friend we're gonna you know we're gonna kick your butts what what's wrong with you you know what did he ever do to you and you know from then on um in middle school they were they were there you know and that was rough that was rough because i really thought i was gonna i mean mind you i you know now it's uh i still you know i still see these two individuals today and i cringe i don't know if it's like ptsd in me but you know i saw i don't know i think one of the individuals is back in the states now but i saw one he's still here on guam and i just you know, if any of you have an experience about that being bullied, you know, it's, it doesn't go away. But, um, you know, again, Jeannie and Jeannie and Patty were my chosen family back then in, in um, middle school. So, whew, yeah. that was... I guess I was yeah. blessed to never go through that. Oh. I mean, it was only because, like, I come from a big family. So, like, I have a lot yeah. of older brothers. Yeah. A lot of people so were scared of we, them. We definitely so. come from two different, you know... It, you know situations and backgrounds and families but. i know but that's not to say that i i wasn't called names it's mm. not to say it's just it never got to that extent yeah but it it did you know even even in even in when i got to freshman year in high school gw you know they're like oh you're f you know and, it's, and you basically just you would try to avoid that at all costs and not you know get a you know situation escalate and it was just way different back then in my time because you get you get beat up so yeah but uh, you know I, by the grace of god you know i survived um i'm a different person now i've grown even a lot of people that have remembered me from high school they're like you're not the glenn that we remember anymore you're you were like so quiet and i'm like what do you mean i'm still the same person they're like no you're more you're you're vocal you're open and i, and I think maybe you're more out more out <laughs> that's the word out so <laughs> So I think, you know, with that and like I said, getting back to, you know, our house and our chosen family and you have that support, you know, you have the self-confidence to, you know, to be, to be go okay, to be okay yeah. in your life. And be there for each other. Yeah. That's what, I remember that's what I did. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to say exactly who it is, but, you know, I do remember there were certain individuals where they couldn't be who they were at home. I remember they used to come over to our house. You know, and that's where they would express themselves. You know, my, my parents, you know, they already had me, Kelly. And now my youngest sister, Kathy. My mom has, my mom has a, the trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> you I have, have a, a gay, <coughs> a gay, a gay brother, a, a transgendered a sibling, sister, and, and, and um, a lesbian. lesbian sister. Yeah. Kathy came late on the train. I remember Kelly and I used to just look at her and we'd like, we always tease her like, well, I just want to be a part of the team. <laughs> <laughs> but the, but the beautiful thing about it, you know, we have our, we have our family support and, you know, that's what we, we hope to, to bring to this, our, our podcast is, you know, awareness and to everyone out, everyone out there that, you know, if you are, you know, and you're, 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 you're feeling this way, you know, we, 
come to us and we'll help help out and speaking of awareness that's why we're that's why we're wearing purple today because it's lupus put it on purple yeah so that's why we're uh in support of that today um so i think we're <laughs> we've got a lot to share on our next we do uh, episode. I mean, i'm trying my hardest not to talk about much because we, we don't want to give do too much lot, away yeah well we do have a lot to elaborate on too and we're all we also have guests coming on um i guess to elaborate more on the subject i have i think for our next episode we're going to have a two-part series um and we'll be talking about you know we'll we, I know we shared about Josh and I's experience about coming out. So we, we, our guest speakers are going to share their experiences. Yeah, they're going to share it. And they're going to give a, maybe a different point of view. Because mm -hmm. they're, they're probably not going to mm -hmm. have the same mm -hmm. coming out story as we had. You know, and they could probably even talk about, like, you know, how difficult it was for them. Uh, what they had to do. Where they're, where they're at now with their family and stuff like that. So, all right. So, I think... Uh... We're good. We're good for now to end for now, our I think, first. I think we are. I think we first. covered most of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, so for the most part. Yeah. So again, um, tune in for our next uh, podcast episode. Half a day zoo. Half a day zoo. <laughs> With <laughs> Josh and Augustine and Glenn Luhan. <laughs>